All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. This is Eurofolk Radio, Voice of Christian Israel. And my co-host again, we seem to have a good connection now from South Africa, is Pastor David Martins. How are you today, Pastor Martins? Good evening, Pastor Eli, and also good evening to all our listeners across the globe. Yes. And uh, how beautiful it is to say right across the globe. I know that um, on local um, transmissions that we've had lately, we've had numerous people across the globe from Russia, and we've had some from even places like Japan. Uh, so I presume that we also have on uh, Eurofolk Radio mm-hmm. um, representation, or at least listeners in those particular countries. Um, a great number of people in Namibia are listening to us uh, when we do have transmissions on this side. Yes, and good. Uh, I want to say good evening to every one of those. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of people around the world who listen to your folk radio but don't want to admit it. <laughs> right? Yes, uh, okay. also true. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, and I'm sure the Jews are listening too, uh, ho- hoping that we don't start a, uh, a counter-revolution. Uh, against yeah. the COVID nineteen revolution, and so, uh, so maybe we could start uh, because I, I know since we couldn't get connected last week, that yes. there's, uh, uh, I know that in South Africa you have infrastructure problems with power going out, and when I was there in two thousand fourteen, yeah. there were rolling blackouts at at some of the. Uh, a bed and breakfast that we stayed at. It was like a, a constant theme. And it ca- can't have gotten any better in the meantime. So well, get, yeah. please give us an update. Well, Pastor, we're getting, uh, even even um, in spite of the fact that the economy has really dwindled in mm-hmm. South Africa because all sm- just about all small businesses have had to close. Restaurants have closed. Um, mm. uh Manufacturing plants have closed, and it, and it's all uh, like the uh, South African president said that the lockdown will not end until every issue of the transformation, and that is economic transformation, mm-hmm. every form of transformation towards a total control of the, in, in, in other words, basically a total isolation and a marginalization and also disenfranchisement of the white man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the, the, the purpose and the aim. Yeah. So, hey, hey, hey we'll let, me, so- let me interrupt you. At least he's honest, <laughs> right? Well, of course. The, the rest of the world is not being honest. That is the uh, absolute intention of the Rothschilds here in America and in Europe, but they still have yeah. to play the game of pretending oh, to, to serve the poor and the disenfranchised and blah, 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 the minorities, right? They have to pretend to yes, be serving them, but they're actually the real intention is to, to destroy the white race. Back to you. But, but in South Africa, the whites are the minority. Right. So it's a total contradiction in kind because um, in, in America, they're fighting for the rights of the minorities, but in South Africa, they're fighting for the rights of the majority. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And they should have those rights. And uh, they should realize that if it weren't for the Boer people in South Africa, there wouldn't be a country called South Africa. Right. There, well, there wouldn't be any infrastructure. They were in the process of annihilating uh, one another. Um, the Zulus were in constant battle and fight with 
the Kozas, and the Kozas were the um, Koi Koi and the Koi Koi and the with the Sanit, etc. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the truth of the matter is that uh, they will stop at nothing to to obtain the total communistic aims. And the sad thing is, they are at this point in time. They think that they are in the bound seats because they have been put in and placed in power by the Rothschilds, as we have already discussed so many times. Right. They believe that they are the chosen ones ah. of the Rothschilds, yeah. not knowing that they are merely pawns that are being pu pushed around to achieve the first stage. Right. The second stage is their annihilation. Amen. So they think they're privileged, but uh, they're just pawns in the game <laughs> uh, of just globalization. Game. Yeah, yeah. And they don't realize it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so what? Yeah, what's going on? Uh, you know, politically, you know, uh, infrastructure-wise. I mean, uh, you're saying all these businesses are closing. Same things happening here in America. Forty percent of small businesses have closed during the COVID nineteen yeah. uh, fake demic. So uh, fake demic, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's not going to get any better. Yeah. What, okay. But one of the things that uh, we found here in South Africa is. On the initial stages of the COVID-19 fakademic, um, the attacks, the active attacks and the uh, murders of farmers um, began to dwindle. Okay. But over the past two weeks, it has drastically increased. Now, I, um, I think I have actually set my, my, uh, my, my own observations about these matters on a number of occasions on uh, Eurofolk Radio. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that um, what is written in Scripture stands true. And if Father Yahweh says that the sins of the fathers are being visited to the children of the third and the fourth generations, yes, we can understand that that is what is happening. Yes. Now, if we look, now, if we look back, what happened beyond two generations ago? And I see a multitude of absolute, I would say, um, gross contraventions of what Father Yahweh anticipated or what Father Yahweh required of the descendants of the house of Jacob. Mm -hmm. This is not just the past two and three generations, but it's even beyond that. So, the Boers have accumulated unto themselves a mass of transgressions against Father Yahweh. Yes. And those transgressions are being visited, and they have been visited ever since the April of 1901, when it mm -hmm. became very evident that Father Yahweh had removed his hand of protection over the Boers. The Boers had survived for so long, they had yes. um, even multiplied. Mm -hmm. And over the past, ever since the 31st of May 1910, it is very clear that the Boers have been marginalized, disowned, they have been ostracized, they have been plowed with their faces in the mud, etc. Right, yeah, yeah. The, As, the, the earth is being plowed by our faces. <laughs> That's a, but, yeah. but being subjugated to the Cape Dutch and we know that the Cape Dutch are the Edomites of this world, not just right. um, the Cape Dutch, but uh, they are of the Edomites. 
they are descendants of the Sephardic Jews. They are, mm-hmm. um, if, if you compare the characteristics, the physical and the, uh, the uh, pers- personality traits of Esau and compare it with Jacob, and you translate that to today's time, you will find that the Afrikaners, these Cape Dutch Afrikaners, perfectly fit the, um, the characteristics of Esau, mm-hmm. and the Boers perfectly fit into the characteristics of, uh, of Jacob. Yes. So, yes. now with that in mind, remember I've mentioned, even in 2014, I mentioned to you about the uh, fact, what uh, was revealed to me, that we, we as Boers should not be afraid, we should basically return to our roots. We should investigate yes. our roots and return to our roots. Absolutely. And that and that the book of, of Obadiah is going to be played out against the Edomites in South Africa. That I mentioned oh, I numerous sure hope times. So. I hope so. I want to see that. <laughs> now, yeah. I, I, I was verbally attacked by, by a number of people when I made a statement a few weeks ago, where in which uh, I was sent message after message by uh, by people wanting me to participate in praying for the Bura. Now the Bura is farmers, is uh, right. agriculturists, and and uh, uh, people who cultivate the land. And but yeah. they 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 don't see, in in fact. Uh, if one can draw the parallel when the the uh, Father Yahweh's people were in Egypt, they were also subject to the nine, the first nine plagues. Right. But the tenth plague made the difference. Okay. That was, in fact, a plague that gave them their freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had numerous plagues in South Africa, one of these plagues being the farm attacks. Right. Now, I, I made the statement saying that I don't read in the scriptures that I should pray for the protection of the farmers. Because Moses never called on the Israelites to pray for the Egyptians. Right. <laughs> right. In exactly yeah. the same way, he didn't ask the Israelites or gave them instructions to arrange for prayer meetings mm-hmm. to pray for the Egyptians. Right. You you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, so the, the father pray for Yahweh the house of brought, Jacob. Yes. Father Yahweh brought the the death of the firstborn over the Egyptians because of what the Egyptians had done to the Israelites. Yes. Now we also read that Father Yahweh had given the Israelites in the hands of the Egyptians so that they could be what? So that they could become slaves. The slavery was brought upon them by Father Yahweh himself. Exactly. But he used the Egyptians. Now in exactly the same way, Father Yahweh used the Cape Dutch Edomite Afrikaners to subjugate the Boers and to bring the wrath of Father Yahweh or his uh, punishment over the Boers. And that is why the Boers were robbed of their 
of their republics. They were disowned from their farms. They were basically plowed with their faces in the um, having to build the railways and the roads and the dams and the bridges for the Edomite yeah. Union of South Africa. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tricked again. And, fooled again. Well, the, the whole thing is the Boers became the slaves of the Edomite Kazarian Sephardic Jewish Cape Dutch Afrikaners. Right. Because on every occasion, after every war, every war was instigated by these Edomites. That's right. Um, That's right. I, I think there were a total of 10 causal wars that were enticed by the Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners mm-hmm. against the Boers. There right. were four Basutu wars. There were numerous mm-hmm. Zulu wars. I, I, for, I forgot, I lost count of the number of wars that had been enticed by these Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaners mm-hmm. against the Boers. Right, right. And, yes. and it follows exactly in the scriptures what Father Yahweh said to his people at the mountain of Oreb um, uh, in, in Sinai. When he gave his laws and his commandments to the people, he said to them, if you obey my laws and my commandments and my uh, uh, instructions, you will have all my blessings. Mm-hmm. He promised them. He promised these people that. Right. And he said to the people, but if you disobey, this is what is going to happen. And then we see that at various stages, Father Yahweh indicated to, to, to his people that if they are diso- in a disobedience to his laws and his um, instructions and his commandments, he will, what? He will send them into captivity, he said, he, and he will send the sword after them. And then he will disperse them, and then he right. will send in their dispersion if they are still in a disobedience. He will then again send the sword after them. And then when they have the sword after them, they will again disperse and he will disperse right. his people to yes. the uttermost ends of the earth. Yes, and here and we are. They arrive, <laughs> but he said that. And when they arrive in those lands where he will disperse them to, and they are still disobedient to his laws and his instructions and his commands and his feasts, yeah. what did he say? He said that he will again, when they are there, they should not make uh, um, leagues, agreements. Th- with th- they should not make leagues with non-Israelites. Nor should they make, mm-hmm. uh, nor should they make covenants with the people of the land right. in which he will disperse his people. Amen. And if they do, he said that they will then become. Your superiors, you will be subjugated to them exactly as the history, the true history. Right, as in Egypt. As in Egypt, because we were supposed to rely on Yahweh, not on politics. (laughs) Right? Exactly. And then then Father Yahweh said that he will send the sword after them again and again and again. And that is exactly If you go and read through the Boer history, you will find that they were continuously followed by the sword. It is it is absolutely a fact. Yes, now, amen. The, the fantastic yeah. thing that uh, Scripture also says, those same prophecies that say 
that these things will be as I've just explained. Those same prophecies said, but if my people will hear my voice and they will humble themselves and they will seek my face and they will mm -hmm. repent of their transgressions and their sins and they will turn from their wicked ways. Yes. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Right. But well, you know, I mean, yeah, that, there that is, is a major stumbling. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. Major stumbling block. There's a major stumbling block for the Boers. Okay. Because they have been in or subjugated to Calvinism for so long. <laughs> Calvinism right. has become so much of their makeup, so much of their thought pattern, so much of their psyche that they, they cannot think outside of this Calvinistic box. Right. You know, I've had numerous very hard arguments with people. Uh, they're trying to convince me to, um, to, to turn my back on this that I have had this tremendous revelation of. Mm -hmm. They're trying. And, and uh, well, when I refuse... I yeah. get called as, as an anti-Christ, anti and I get called as an, an ANC agent, and I get called as a communist, and I get called everything that, <laughs> that right. they in can the book. Every name in the book. Against. Right. Well, isn't, uh, isn't the Dutch Reformed Church, uh, Calvinism, isn't that, wasn't that imposed upon the Boer people by the Cape Dutch uh, you know, Edomite Afrikaners? So don't yes, they realize that? I mean, don't they realize uh, Pastor, that? Absolutely. Okay. But something that also needs to be said. Now, I haven't spoken about this in public very often. Um, and I think it might be time for me to mention this again. And that is that in 1860, there was a Edomite conspiracy, a Edomite Cape Dutch Afrikaner conspiracy, now, that is along with the Afrikaner bond, mm -hmm. the Afrikaner church, and with the Freemasons and the Jews. They conspired together to totally genocide the Boers, right. to eradicate the Boers, to get the Boers out of the, the, their way. Because remember, their target, their purpose, their aim was Africa for the Afrikaners. Right. Now, remember that in 1860, there was still no diamonds found. Mm -hmm. There was no gold found. Okay. But the agendas for the annihilation, the total annihilation of the Boers, were already set in 1860. And those agendas become very clear and very evident if you look at the history of mm -hmm. the Afrikaners. Now, remember that the Afrikaners have been trying to hide the identity of the Boers. In fact, they were so successful in hiding the true identity of the Boers as well as their own identity, so in such a form that the Boers were forced to assimilate right. the Afrikaners. Now, what we have today is because the Boers are starting to awaken, they are starting to arise and, and uh, to come out of this Edomite trance, Mm -hmm. That they have been. Yeah. Oh, that it's called it's called a stupor. <laughs> oh, in, in the apocalypse of Baruch, it's a stupor, right? We're in that stupor. All virtually all of Israel is in that stupor today. 
Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. when when the Edomites realized, now, in the past 30, 40 years, there were spurious uh, awakenings of individuals as Boers, but mm-hmm. they were being ostracized, they were being made to look stupid, they were being, in fact, they were still drawn into the Afrikaner dom with the Afrikaner weerstandsbeweging, and they were drawn into numerous polit- political parties, and the parties, political parties themselves, we know are being controlled by these same Edomites. Mm-hmm. They're controlling every, right. every political party is controlled by them. They abide by the principles and the regulations which are imposed upon them by these Edomites. Right. So irrespective of what political party one joins, you join the enemy. That's right. No, that's right. Republican no. or Democrat. <laughs> it's the, both are the enemy Absolutely. of America and the white race, the U.S. Constitution, uh, and uh, incidentally the Boer people too, because uh, you know the American government under the influence of the Zionists uh, has been aiding and abetting the uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaners and the communists, the ANC, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yes, uh, no, you, no, you know, you know the, more about you, that than you, anybody. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, at the um, start of the show, you mentioned um, that at least Cyril Ramaphosa, Cyril Ramaphosa was honest about um, what he said. Yeah. Now, what I want to say is uh, apparently Donald Trump did challenge Cyril Ramaphosa on Farm murders. Okay. The fact that there are so many farm murders. And Cyril Ramaphosa asked or, or, or responded by saying, what farm murders? There aren't any farm murders. But the statistics show exactly the opposite, mm-hmm. that these farm murders are continuing. In, in fact, they are going unabated. In fact, what has already transpired is that the South African police are co-conspirators in this farm attacks and the killing of right. the whites on the farms. Exactly. Now, now, of course, if you go and look at the ANC's, uh, what do you call it, the, the um, in, in, uh, already in the 60s, they, um, they, they produced a, um, a so-called um, path forward for the ANC. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the that the the um, the policies of the ANC already in those days were were clearly set to totally isolate and annihilate the whites in South Africa. Now that is that has been an ongoing fact all along, but they've been denying it all along. And the very interesting thing in 2014, we had general elections in South Africa, and I was. Uh, living in Cape Town at the time, uh, which is a, an, an, a um, this communistic democratic alliance of mm. Alan Zilla. It's, it's a, a party that was created by the Jews. Right. Uh, we all know that the ANC was created by the Jews in, 20, uh, in 1912 and that the De- Democratic Party originated out of uh, various liberal uh, Jewish parties that had been created along the way in, in, uh, in of course, at most times being the, the, the official opposition of the... But 
irrespective of how one looks at it, the Nets, the, the Cape Dutch Afrikaner Nets followed exactly the same pathway as that that was already desired by these Edomite Jews. Mm-hmm. You see that the Edomite Afrikaners followed exactly the path that the Edomite Jews wanted. But they still, when it came to, to, to politics, they um, they, they had everybody to vote for either the one party or the other. We, we have seen this this method of operation or this modus operandi of the Edomites ever since the days of Esau and Jacob. Yes, yes. And it, it is the tactics which which is being employed, which has been employed by the Jews ever since they opened their eyes, mm-hmm. which yeah, is amen. in the 1400s. Right, right, right. Now, if one looks at this, you will find that um, the the in 2014 with the general election, I was comp- I was daily receiving messages from Alan Z- Ziller's party um, wanting to know if they can come and uh, collect me to register so that I can vote for them. Okay. I kept on sending them messages, returning messages. Can you please tell me what about the farm murders? Uh, right. <laughs> and Alan Ziller responded in person and she asked me by message. What farm murders? <laughs> so right? they also disacknowledged the farm murders. Sure. And sure. Uh, well, I, I used that particular message um, whenever I saw, whenever I noticed that somebody was leaning towards voting for the DA in 2014, I would send them a copy of that telling them this is what Alan Zillis says and thinks mm-hmm. about farm murders. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And of course, if you if you are a co-conspirator to the total eradication of a people, you won't acknowledge it. That is when you totally deny it. You That's you will right. play deaf, dumb, and dead in that yes. regard. Yes. Well, what about you know the just the slogans? Uh, you know, uh, kill a farmer, kill a boar. Uh, does she deny that that exists, or what, what's, what's that other one? Uh, one, one, one boar, one bullet. One settler, one bullet. Well, uh, one, one, one settler, one bullet. Uh, amazingly, no. uh, just hold on one second. I've been reading Solzhenitsyn's book, Lenin in Zurich, where he uh, shows how how Lenin was financed to uh, uh, invade Russia. Okay, and yeah. in in Krakow. There was a, a, a placard at the train station, Bolshevik propaganda, and it, it goes like this, auf Deutsch. Jedem Rus ein Schuss. For every, for every Russian, a bullet. Yeah. Okay? So this type of Bolshevik propaganda actually originated, well, maybe uh, uh, originated in Bolshevik Russia by, by Jewish communists, and uh, right. uh, there was a reinvigorated in South Africa with the the Boer people being the target. Okay. Yes, absolutely. One Boer, one, one bullet. <laughs> right. One one must then bring into consideration that in 20, 2011, 2012, um the Cape Dutch Afrikaner Organization of Afri Forum 
uh, when Julius Malema would sing this at their the events, their rallies, etc. Afri mm-hmm. Forum made or did some research into those events and they found that after that kind of singing, um, there was a an approximate 20% spike in the occurrence of farm murders mm-hmm. in the area where that those slogans were sung. Right. Some right. of my, okay. uh, um, two or three of my friends, we wanted to start a class action against um, Julius Malema for the singing of that song. Right. But I think Afri Forum got wind of it and they, what they did was they sent messages all across. Uh, now, Afri Forum is part of the Solidarity Group and the Solidarity Group is supposed to be the representatives, the the trade union of the Bura mm-hmm. whom we came that were subjugated by the Afrikaners and became the rock breakers in the mines. They were the right. laborers in the mines. Right. Now the there was a um what was called uh, I think it was called the Blanca Mine Workers in uh, the White Man um Mine Workers Union. Okay. That was absorbed by solidarity. So they're getting thousands, in fact, they're getting something like 8 million South African rands per month just in terms of the, uh, that was at one stage, just in terms of the um, fees, the, the membership fees of the people that they represented. Wow. But okay. there were others, there were other, I believe that there was a farmer in the Karoo that left his whole heritage. He didn't have descendants. Okay. He left his whole heritage to the Boers. I see. Hoping that one day the Boers would again recover out of their situation and that out of, they out of their would, stupor, <laughs> right? Exactly, and that out they would be able stupor. to use that they would mm-hmm. be able to use this money that he left okay. in his estate for the Boers. Yeah, it's uh, delirium. Uh, uh, so, uh, Matthew in Germany has provided a definition. One, uh, of stupor, suspension or great yeah. diminution of sensibility as in disease or as caused by narcotics, intoxicants. He lay in a drunken stupor. Uh, so we're, we're living in a stupor of lies. Uh, and, of course, yeah. overwork, uh, mental disease, drugs. Uh, the Jews have used every possible tactic to put us in a stupor. Uh, second definition, mental torpor, apathy, stupefaction. Right. Number three, mental or moral dullness or apathy. And Nimble Horses provided a definition. Uh, what is it here? Uh, oh, from the Latin stupere, to be amazed or stunned. Okay, yeah. so by, by constant uh, you know, drugging us, by attacking us, by uh, overworking us, they have created a, a mental stupefaction from which it is almost impossible to recover. Okay. Well, over and above that, Pastor, mm-hmm. the, the fact that the Boers were forced into the Dutch Reformed Church. Right. Basically, put the Boers also at the sharp end of the hypnotizing of the Dutch Reformed Church ministers. Right. Because they hypnotize the people in their churches every Sunday. 
they mm-hmm. hypnotize them into a, yeah. a total oblivion. Just like the televangelists here in America, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Same thing. Hypnotizing, a, a stupefaction, stupefaction, yeah. Yeah, contradicting Yahweh's word, and none of us, or very few of us, have the foresight or inclination to check what the scriptures actually say and test the words of these you know, pulpit masters against the truth. Okay? Yeah. This is where we have Absolutely. gone wrong. This is where we have gone wrong. Second, well, uh, go ahead. Our forefathers have, or they were swayed into believing that um, the Cape Dutch Afrikaners are our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, in spite right. of, and, and now, now one, one must see it, the, the, the first generation of the um, Stamowers, the uh, root parents of the Boers that came to the Cape, having been oppressed and persecuted by the Christianity in, in Europe, and Calvinism, in particular Calvinism, they came to the Cape, and as I mentioned before, and I even wrote it in a song, um, Table Mountain's Cape of Storms became, became their Cape of Good Hope. Okay. They came, with, they came to the Cape with a good hope that this would be where they would be able to find their liberty yeah. and, their, and, and their freedom. Right. Only to be subjugated... Now, you must remember that they also, before they left Holland on the Dutch Indian, uh, East Indian Company's ships, right. they had to sign a contract that they would repay the Dutch East Indian Company mm-hmm. 150 Reichsdolders. Now, 150 Reichsdolders doesn't sound like a lot of money today, but it is a tremendous amount of money that they had to yeah. sign themselves into, and for them now to be slaves of the Dutch East Indian Company, both on the vessels that they right. traveled on, as well as once they arrive in the Cape. Okay, so you're, you're saying that essentially the Boers arrived in South Africa as indentured servants because absolutely. of Actually this agreement. Slaves. Yeah, well, yeah, ultimately it is slavery because they never did gain their freedom except for the short duration of the the Orange Free State and Transvaal, okay? Brief duration. Even during those times, okay. Even during those times, they were in continuous wars. Right. Continuous wars. The blacks were enticed in marauding the the farms of the. Now you must remember the whole of the Northern Transvaal. A vast area. There were only 600 whites living in that area. And so they were being attacked regularly mm-hmm. by Sekukuni and by uh, Moselekats and the Matabele and by the Tswanas. So th- they were in continuous state of alertness. They were in a continuous state of war. And this was all enticed by the Edomite Kazarian Cape Dutch Afrikaners. Now I've spoken quite a, nub- a bit about Onse Jan Hofmeyer. You can recall I mentioned that mm-hmm. Onsian Hofmeyer wrote letter after letter to the uh, British Parliament requesting that the Boer Republics be mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, dissolved, annexed. Uh, okay, annexed. and that was that was even before the discovery of diamonds and gold. Right. 
And also Jan Hofmeier's brother who orchestrated the um, Jamison invasion in 1896. Mm -hmm. Over and above that, the other brother of Onsi Jan Hofmeier, now there, I think there were six, on, there were six brothers uh, of Hofmeier, and they were just, just about all of them were either in Freemasonry, well, they were all in Freemasonry, but they were even uh, either active in Freemasonry or they were Freemason um, ministers of the Dutch Reformed Church or they were Freemason missionaries of the Dutch Reformed Church. And those missionaries were placed right amongst the, the blacks in the, hmm. of course, by the, the Dutch Reformed Church. Right. Those became missionaries right in the Boer republics, enticing, mm -hmm. enticing the blacks to go marauding on the white farms. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. also, when these blacks go and maraud the, the the white farms, the Boer farms, and the farmers protect themselves, or they uh, 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 they 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 uh, so take evasive action, yeah. they go into defence. Mm -hmm. Then these these missionaries report back to to Onse Jan Hofmeier that the whites or the Boers have now again come and shot. Well, one of the stories that I read, I've, I think I should still have copies of it, is where Onse Jan Hofmeier accused the Boers of going out at night and stealing the blacks. Cattle, yeah, they uh, by the herd, and then in the daytime when the blacks go and search for the cattle and they find the cattle on the Boers' farm, the Boers actually clam clam together or clam together and they kill the blacks off by the hundreds. They shoot okay. them and they kill them off by the hundreds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For their but, but for their the, invasive for their invasive tactics, the, the Boers had to defend themselves. It's, it's exactly. purely a matter of defense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you must also remember that the um, the Stamowers, the people that, that the Boers first, um, or the, the 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 ancestors who were of who, who came to the Cape first, mm -hmm. they were continuously disarmed by the Dutch wow. East Indian Company so that the mm -hmm. Boers could not defend themselves. Yet the Boers were marginalized outside on the outer perimeter right. of the society so that the Boers, when the Boers would be attacked, the Cape Dutch Edomites would have an opportunity of yeah. waking up at night and they would be able to defend themselves. But the, the Boers were yeah. made to be without defense. Right. Yeah, sacrificial lambs. <laughs> Sacrificial, Yeah, and then, uh, but then the Jewish history of South Africa blames the Boer people for everything that ever happened, you know, as if the Boer were the aggressors and the evildoers. When every, yeah. every, at every turn, the Boers were simply trying to defend themselves and maintain their uh, heritage as Jacob Israel. That's all they were ever yes, trying to absolutely. do. Okay. But as you pointed out, uh, saying early on, Yahweh protected the Boer people, especially since the uh, Blood River Oath that, that they made with yes. Father Yahweh. But then, uh, by their association with the Cape Dutch Afrikaner churches, they started reneging on that oath because we're not supposed to make leagues with non-Israelites. 
Absolutely. Okay. That's where the more people started going wrong. And, uh, you know, the, the sins of those generations are falling upon your generation now. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Boer people and, of course, Christian identity people and white Europeans everywhere, especially those of us of the Christian identity persuasion, must renew our oath to Father Yahweh to maintain our separateness from the other races. And from yes, uh, absolutely. You know, and those pretending to be us, especially those pretending to be us. Well, we should actually isolate those and mark mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. be, be, there you go. Because they should, they should not be amongst us. That's right. They should be. Especially if they are Edomites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and every, every other race wants to move into countries created by Israel, which yes. is the European nations, America, Canada, South Africa, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, all those, uh, Rhodesia, all those nations that we have created. No, but none of our people, uh, unless we're colonists, uh, want to move into any other country, but all of those races want to move into our nations and, yes. you know, and uh, what, parasitize off of us, okay? And then they call us evil, even though they can't live without us, right? It's amazing. It's a love-hate relationship that the parasite has to the host. And we are the perpetual host, and we have to stop being the host to these parasites. Well, Pastor, they are being enticed by the Edomites, mm -hmm. and they That's are right. being used as pawns yes. by these scoundrels called Edomites, these right. Uh, Jews, right. foxes and the snakes. Um I, for lack of a better word, no, I, I can't. That that is not a good word to use in public. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't like. I don't like to use very harsh words, Pastor. Right. Sure. But yeah. I have no. I have no good word for any Edomite. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they're the parasites of the universe that came down with Lucifer and and settled on exactly. this earth. Right. That's what they are. Yeah. Synagogue of Satan. The, the Bible explains that over and over again, that uh, we are living, there are two seed lines coming from the Garden of Eden, and the Jews are one of them, okay? And they're not the good yeah. seed line, okay? So, but uh, the thing you said earlier when you quoted Second uh, uh, Chronicles 7.14, that we need to yeah. humble ourselves before Yahweh, before he will heal our land, that is, is exactly what happened in America before the American Revolution, because there yeah. was a long uh, a, a history, a 20 or 30 year period before the American Revolution, where uh, uh, repentance was being preached from the pulpits in America, in, yeah. the, in the colonies. And it was this repentance that uh, turned us back to Yahweh and his laws, okay? Even yeah. though I, I don't recall Second Chronicles 7.14 being preached in any of the sermons of the colonists, of the... Uh, they were called the uh, the Black Robe Regiment, okay, the pastors yeah. of the American Revolution, but they were preaching repentance, okay. Yes, well, and that's what needs to happen again. Well, that is the key. Repentance is the key to the survival of the House of Jacob. That is, Amen. If if you go and look through the scriptures, you'll find that on one occasion there were twenty four thousand. Uh, of the house of Jacob, I don't like to use the word Israelite. I think I've explained to you why. Um, mm -hmm. I've, 
um, I've started looking at so many of these things which uh, we have taken for granted and that have been pushed down onto us. There's a reason why these Edomite Kazarians have hooked onto the the name Israel. Mm-hmm. Have I, yes. Have I mentioned this to you, Pastor? Well, I think so. Uh, yeah, we talk about that regularly, but uh, please continue. Um. I mentioned to you on the previous show that um, we could do that. I was busy with the correction Mm -hmm. of the 1933 version of the Afrikaans uh, scriptures, the Afrikaans translation of the scriptures. Yes. And I found so many of these um, landmines and these, uh, I would would want to say. False translations. uh, Right. That have been translated into the scriptures. Now, I I can fully agree that. There might be errors in the translation that came about that was by honestly, uh, merely yeah. by yeah, honest without malice, right? But there is so much that you can see that it is it follows a pattern of of an agenda agenda towards the uh, misguiding no the the total deception, not just mm-hmm. of the people who are being told that. Come to my church. You can be saved. Just pray with us. Uh, pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart. That that is a total deception. It is mm-hmm. a money making racket. Right. Churches have ch- churches have one ideal, and that is to make money out of mm-hmm. the house of Jacob. Amen. Because by having the house of Jacob to believe that they are heathen, and the house of house of Rothschilds to be the the chosen ones. Yes, Amen. Because that Amen. is that the biggest is what the lie, church is propagating. The biggest lie in history. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> the, the, the Jews are Israel. Yeah. Now, if you go and read, well, in the Afrikaans translation, it says where Jacob had this battle with Yahweh, and Yahweh said to him. You will no longer be called Jacob. You will be called Israel because you have fought against God and mm-hmm. won. Actually, yes. God and man and won. Right. Now, yeah. who can, what what creature can stand up against the Almighty? Yeah. So, there they must have been some form of deception that had been translated. Now, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I looked at one or two English translations, and I found the same deception there. So okay. it seems like it's a conspiracy that has come over a long period of time. But in in fact, if you go and look at what word was used. Now, now the thing that I wanted to say is that if Israel means that you have battled against Yahweh and you have won, now you must remember that the name Yahweh has already been removed. So you battled yes. against God. Right, and man, and you had won. So, if you look at the meaning of Israel, it means that you are reigning as God. That is what the translation, the meaning says. Yeah, in or the, with God, or with God, yes. No, no, not with God, but no. as God. Okay. That is according to Strong's. Really? Then I went and I had to look at okay. what words were used, because in, in, in Hebrew, you often work with combination words and it is yashar el mm-hmm. yes ashar okay. 
meaning prince to be a prince. Yes. Or, and also to reign with Elohim. In other right. words, yeah. Jacob's name did not change to Israel, but to Yasharel. Okay, yeah. Yasharel means... Yeah, reigning with reigning God, God Almighty. With, reigning with God yes. Almighty is what it really means. Yes, okay. Now, well, now, it's, now, now, let me interrupt you here because uh, well, Michael Sweet and I have done uh, shows about... Uh, Second Esdras and now Baruch, and both of them say that Yahweh created the universe for Israel. Okay, so obviously Yahweh wants Israel to be co-ruler with Him, and of course with Yahshua when He comes back at the second coming. But but that is Jacob. Yeah, you're referring to Jacob. Yes, right. Fully agree. That is also what Asherel means. Yes, to be a yeah. To, to rule with Yahweh. Amen. Okay, so that's the true intention. The what whatever the translators have lost in translation, uh, you know, we can discuss that. You know, if you want to go ahead and continue with your thought, I just want yes. to interject that. Okay, go ahead. Yes, absolutely. Uh, in other words, it was Yahweh's intention from before the foundations of the earth. Amen. For for. for the house of Jacob to reign with him in power. Mm-hmm. That is also why uh, he sent Yeshua. And Yeshua, having said that I, I have not come but for the lost sheep of the house of Jacob. Yes. Now, it is a it is a message of restoration of the house of Jacob and the house of Jacob only, because it's only the house of Jacob that have become lost. Everybody else has never been lost. Right. You hear what I'm saying? Yes. Nowhere yes. in scripture nowhere in scripture does anything refer to anybody other than the house of Jacob as being lost. Right. Well, and, and lost means in the Greek it means put away in punishment, which is a, uh, an idea exclusive to the Israelites who were put away in punishment by Father Yahweh. The Old Testament prophets Absolutely. all concur with this it has nothing to do with being spiritually lost as the modern churches teach today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So now the beauty of this is, Father Yahweh says that if his people now it's not just in uh, uh, two uh, Chronicles seven fourteen where he says this. He's, um, the, the the writer actually I I, I think it was um, uh, Joshua who actually uttered those words in two Chronicles uh, okay. seven fourteen, and he he actually said it in a very concise and a specific manner, but the, a, a lot of similar um, statements are also being made or um, where Father Yahweh speaks via his prophets. Right. In, in the book of Isaiah, in the book of, even in the, in the Psalms, there are numerous places where uh, King David, for example, speaks about his repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, for Father Yahweh to clear, clear, clean his heart, to clean his uh, mind, to clean his actions, to clean his hands, so that he can be diligent in the praise and worship of Father Yahweh. Now, the other thing which is also very important, Pastor, and this is what was revealed to me during the course of last year, June, July, and that is that Father Yahweh has pro- protocols that needs to be a 
adhere to when entering unto his kingdom or entering unto his throne or entering into his presence. Mm -hmm. So I cannot just come even with just worship. I can't just come and just worship before his throne. I've got to follow protocols. There are certain terms, conditions, and requirements that Father Yahweh calls for, and he repeats it on numerous occasions towards his, his, his priests. Yes, the yes. priests that had been appointed by uh, um, Moses and Aaron had to follow specific protocols before right. they could even enter. Okay, well, let me interrupt you here. Sorry to interrupt again, but we only have about six minutes yes. left, actually less. But uh, the the scriptures, in, in, including the Bible itself, but also the book of Jasher and the book of Enoch and others, they talk about uh, Jacob being righteous. And because yes. he was righteous, he he earned the right to be the leader of our people. Esau, on the other hand, was unrighteous and rebellious and sought to kill Jacob. Jacob learned yes. at the feet of Isaac and Melchizedek. Yes. All right. No. So he he yes. earned this right to be co-ruler with Yahweh. Okay, back to you. Basta, uh, the other thing about um, um, uh, uh, J- Jacob, he was obedient to his parents. Mm-hmm. Esau, Esau was, was a liberal. Yes, <laughs> damn liberal. <laughs> if, if, right. if, you, if you look at Esau's actions and his modus operandi of doing things, he was always the liberal. Yes. And Jacob was the one that was the conservative to his parents, <laughs> the conservative, subs- subservient to his his parents yeah. and okay. subservient to his people. Yes, and Father Yahweh, of course, right? So and yeah, Father Yahweh, absolutely. Yeah, so my view of that encounter with the angel was that you know, uh, no human, no, no uh, not even an Adamite can really over overcome an angel. Of Yahweh, you know. exactly. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, because uh, uh, he put up a good fight, he put up a really yeah. good fight. That uh, Father Yahweh said, "Okay, uh, you you fought enough. Uh, I know your spirit. I know your heart. You are determined to be my son, and therefore I to- told the angel. I called the angel off. Okay, you have yeah. earned your. You have earned the victory that I expected from you. Okay." So to that extent, now, now whether that's implied by the translation you're talking about in Afrikaans, you know, I can't say. But, yeah, but uh, with about three minutes left, please continue. We'll probably have to pick this up next week, okay? Yes, Pastor, um, now, in this regard, the Boers have been in total disregard or total neglect Right from the very first generation now, we're talking about nine generations that have now existed in Southern Africa. From Blood um, River? For nine generations. From Blood River or from uh, you know, the initial uh, landing? What are you, uh, from, from the initial landing. You must okay. remember that they were, Father Yahweh said that he would disperse his people right. into these, the uttermost parts of the earth. And it was not without reason that they were dispersed. To the most southern tip of Africa, the extremest, yeah. most extreme uh, yes. locations of the earth. Now, in that regard, the first generation was victimized and terrorized into subjugating and becoming members of the Dutch Reformed Church. Right. 
But they should have told their descendants, they should have told their children, Yes. we know what we're doing is not right, but you guys, mm-hmm. as Don't our follow. children, should yeah. know. Yes. But they were harassed and victimized into shutting up. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a number of things that I wanted to say about this as well. Well, just like, that, just like that muzzle mask we're being forced to wear all over the planet, right? It's, uh, it's not a mask to prevent disease. It's a, it's a muzzle to shut it's us up. It's a muzzle. Yes. Absolutely. It's a muzzle. And it's also a sign of subjugation. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah. Those who agree to wear it. Even outdoors, okay? So, uh, yeah, yeah, we have to, you know, and we've been preaching here at Yofrook Radio that we have to disconnect from the system, the Mystery Babylon system. Go off-grid if you have to, but do the best yeah. you can to go, you know, disconnect from it, okay? Give up your Absolutely. credit cards. Uh, you know, they want to eliminate cash, too. They want to inject you with nanobots so they can read your DNA, and uh, they, can, yeah. they can read your purchases you make from your DNA, this is what Bill yes. Gates has has in mind. It's only going or to get if, worse. Go ahead. Or if they, if they decide they want to install uh, asthma into your DNA, they um, set the settings on the uh, nanobots, and these <laughs> right? nanobots go and infect your lungs Amen. so that you end up with asthma. Asthma or COVID-19, right? right. Or even okay. with heart failure or even yeah. with kidney failure yes. because they need money in, in big pharma. Right, exactly. Okay, well, we'll have to pick this up next week. We're just getting into the uh, current uh, aspect of uh, uh, Jacob Israel's enslavement mental enslavement to the Edomites. So we'll have to pick this up again next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. We will see you all next time. Okay. Praise Yahweh. Thank you, Pastor. Praise Yahweh. Thank you, David. Oh my goodness. <coughs>